News Late Night Council. This is bigger. This is very big. There's definitely something here. Apparently, it's a big deal. It's all over the news. It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world. Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. Well, your story is very compelling. Your chance to make history. It's pretty cool, I guess. Give it to me straight. John, you're in charge. Oh, man, I like that opening. I love that opening! Well, we don't like it, Council. It needs a little bit of work. It's a little too raw. Well, guess what? You know, all you can do is share your opinion. I'll listen. Doesn't mean I'm going to do what you tell me to do, but man, I like that opening. I love that opening. It is growing on me. I like it now better than when we started it last week. Welcome to the show. It's open line, open topic. I like, you know, you should know by now that that's the default. It is open line, open topic, unless you hear otherwise. If i got a guest, you know, it may not be open line, open topic. But if, if, I, if you don't hear otherwise, take it for granted. It's open line, open topic. I've all, I'm always loaded, always ready to go. Very passionate about a lot of stuff I want to talk about tonight. But you, oh my goodness, the freedom you get on this show, you get to derail it. You get to, you get to go down. You know, you get to go, go down any rabbit hole you want tonight, okay? 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. Now, at this point in the show, I usually give you the long-distance line, which I'm going to in just a second. But, as you know, one of the things I love doing on this program is shouting out to some of the weirdest-sounding communities across North America. And oddly enough, you know, it's been... It's been really cool actually driving through a lot of these communities, okay, in my, you know, treks across the continent. And I cycle through, I'm just looking at them right now, and I'm seeing how many I got. Let me see, there's 250, uh, probably about 2,000 different communities, okay? And I cycle through all 2,000, and I'm adding to the list all the time, and I'm taking some off the list all the time, because some of them are just kind of mediocre and boring. They're not really, you know, who cares, you know, they're not that, they don't have that much punch to them, Okay. But I want you to know, last night, we went through the entirely where we were done. It takes six to eight months for me, six to ten months, to go through the entire list until I've covered every, you know, odd community in North America. And tonight, I want you to know, I have my hot little hands. Seven pages, okay? Seven pages, five columns a page, about an eight-point font loaded with, we're starting all over again, and you haven't heard these places in, oh, some of them you haven't heard them in years, unless you're listening every night. So, I am happy to invite anybody from Happy Adventure, Newfoundland, okay, or uh, Chickaloon, Alaska, or Booty, Illinois, or Beto Junction, Kansas, okay, 1-844-562-4766, that's 1-844-562-4766, that's the long distance line. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. I already have a few that I have to peruse to see if they're airworthy because they've come in that quick. And the emails have been getting better. I must commend you on it, okay? You're keeping them under six lines, and they're getting better. Good for you, okay? JC at LateNightCouncil.com. That is the email exchange. You can tweet at us at JWCouncil on the Twitter exchange. Whatever you want to talk about, it's open line, open topic, all the way to 11, by which then, by then, we will have all the problems of the world solved or triple your money back. We stand by that guarantee on the old Ray Didio show that's not on radio, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. 
Okay, uh, last night I solicited help and I solicited tips from any of you pro motorcycle riders that had, you know, your, your uh, Class M license, your full license. That means you don't have to be tested again ever until the day you die unless you do something really stupid like driving drunk or breaking the law or, you know, just, uh, losing your license with too many demerit points. Then they make you take the test again to see whether you're, you know, roadworthy. But, if you know, if you continue... With a clean record, uh, you've got that uh, license for the rest of your life. So, I, last night I was soliciting help. None of you called in. Thanks a lot, my riding brethren. Boy, that's, that's, you know, when I needed you the most, where were you? Oh, we just like to listen. We don't want to call it. That's not a bad thing to listen and not call in, especially if you have nothing to say, okay? But if you have something to say, I definitely want to hear from you. So, today, today, it was booked like six weeks ago, okay? Today, I went to go for my Class M motorcycle test, which was on Walkley Road at 2.10 in the afternoon. Now, if anybody in the Capital Region, what was going on here at 2.10 in the afternoon? It was raining cats and dogs. There were living creatures coming out of the sky. It was pouring. They do not cancel motorcycle road tests, Okay? When it's raining and pouring. So I go check in, and it's more crowded than I've ever seen in my life. Okay, but they got a special line for people whose, you know, tests are already booked. So I, ooh, I just strutted to, the, to number eight or nine in that line, which is not as bad as the 78 to 90 people that were, you know, waiting for their number to be called. Okay? And I heard a lady who was kind of hurting traffic. I think she had a cattle prod. Okay? I heard her say, yeah, the wait's about an hour and a half. And boy, did I feel good that I had that thing booked. So I got the thing booked. They said, okay, yeah, here. In fact, they even called my name out. Even though I didn't, I didn't grab one of those number things, you know, where they make you wait, okay? I, I'm standing there. Are you Mr. Counsel? Can you believe that? Wow. I felt special. Until I got up to the counter. And they said, okay, here's your forms. Take your bike and go wait in the back there, up against the fence. I, how long are they going to be? Well, they're, they're running a little ahead, so they probably wouldn't be too long. Remember, it's raining cats and dogs. I'm not in a car. I'm in a bike. Great, okay? So I get the form she gives me, seal it up in plastic with my wallet and my iPhone, put it in the saddlebag, go out to the back, okay? And I sit there in the rain, in the rain, pouring. I'm waiting for the driver instructor. 20 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm sitting in the rain. Yeah, just he'll be out there. Right, okay? So I keep looking while I'm sitting there in the rain, okay? And, you know, it's a good thing to sit on the bike because that's the only way your butt's going to stay dry, Okay? You get up, that seat's going to get wet, and, you know, and just about every part of my... And I got the world's worst rain suit, okay? My biker rain suit is useless, okay? I mean, I got it because I didn't know what else to buy, you know, beginner, you know, stupid. And then I find out, you know, the real good ones, they cost like a thousand bucks. No, that's not in my budget, okay? Give me, give me, you know, the, give me the Dollarama special here that they're clearing out because, you know, some dummy, you know, ordered them for the wrong store, okay? So that's, that's my rain suit. It's useless. Anyway, I'm sitting there. 20 minutes, rain coming down. Everybody that's coming out of that building, you know, that, that has a clipboard or has, you know, uh, one of the Ministry of Transport blue shirts, I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's them. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's them. That's nobody. Everybody's coming and going, doing driver's tests. Of course, everybody, you know, as soon as they get out of the building, they're running to get out of the rain, you know, running their cars as fast as they can. I don't have such luxury sitting there in a motorcycle getting rained on, getting soaked more by the second. Finally, this motorcycle pulls up beside me, and there's a car following him. So me, you know, with my excellent uh, uh, deductive reasoning, figure, hey, that's the guy that just, you know, got the test done, and here comes the driver. So he parks the bike and, uh, you know, goes to Toxica, blah, 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 blah. Then he comes back. I says, so did you pass? He says, no, man, I failed. And he was not too thrilled, okay? And I'm thinking, oh, great, the guy's in a bad mood. And I'm in the rain. I'm thinking maybe, maybe, maybe as I'm doing the test, maybe they'll be more lenient on me because, you know, it's raining, and, you know, my visor's fogging up. 
up and you know I can't and then they give you when you do this test they give you these earpieces and they and they you put the earpieces on put your helmet over the earpiece and the guy instructs you of what to do and he's following behind to make sure you're doing it right then it's the worst sound system you've ever heard in your life. I could barely make out what the guy was saying. So I said to him, look at him. I can't make out what you're saying. What did he say? Tap your head and I'll do it again. And I, you know, oh, it just, it, you know, volume turned up and no place to put the thing. So anyway, make a long story short, I go and do the test in the rain, in the rain, and it's raining hard. It's getting, you know, the rain is coming down harder and harder as we go through the test. It's a half hour thing. I got to make lane changes. I got to get on the airport parkway. I got to do stop signs. I got to go through residential neighbors. got to do all the stuff, okay? And I thought I was really average you know i wouldn't have been surprised if you know when we pulled into the to the uh, uh, road test place on on walkley i wouldn't be surprised the guy said man like you didn't do it okay and um so oh yeah and i gotta want to add one thing i met the guy before he went out and this listen Okay, I won't tell you what his name is because, like, he'll, he'll get mad at me. The, the, one of the grumpiest people I've ever met in my life, okay? The, the, the guy who did the test was, like, really grumpy, really grumpy, mean, okay? There were a couple of people that, you know, were uh, driving in the wrong place in the parking lot, and he's pointing at them and swearing at them and, and, and saying, you know, really bad things about them. I'm going, oh, man, boy, I'm toast here. I am toast, okay? And if you ever watch the movie The Big Lebowski, okay? You know the, the, the movie The Big Lebowski? You know the narrator? The narrator actually makes makes an appearance in that movie. He's standing at the he's sitting at the bar with Jeff Bridges, and he's also the same guy that is the voice that does the commercials for Dodge Ram trucks. You know the guy that talks like this, kind of like you know Dodge Ram trucks. They can pull more, haul more stuff than Chevy and Ford combined, and they'll make you a milkshake, and they'll make your wife think that you're the toughest guy. In the world. You know the guy that talks like that. This guy looked just like him. He talked just like him. I, I'm telling you, I think it's the same guy. I think he's moonlighting as a drive tester here in Ottawa, and he's flying back and forth from Hollywood doing movies. Same guy, okay? Really grumpy. And I'm pulling in, and, and uh, uh, you know, so I'm done the test. I pull in, and I had to pull over a couple times during the test because I could not hear him, okay? And every time I haul, pull over, and I can't hear him because the, the stupid Mickey Mouse, you know, $5 walkie-talkie crap headset they gave me, okay? He's getting mad at me. He's getting mad at me because his stupid headphones don't work. Okay? Plus it's raining. And plus, the, you know, the visor's foggy. I have to keep lifting the visor. I never ride in the rain unless I have to. Unless I have to get from here to California, you know, in two and a half days, I don't ride in the rain. Okay? Bikers don't. Do- it's dangerous. Okay? So I pull in and uh, park the bike. He comes up, doesn't say a word to me. Sticks out his hand and says, congratulations, you passed. So I just about died. I couldn't believe it. I did pass. And then for the next 10 minutes, he berates me and tells me how, you know, like all the mistakes I made. And I told him why, but that wasn't good enough for him. And, you know, and I was just, I'm just glad to get out of there. And, you know, of course, you know, I left the parking lot at about, ooh, maybe 3 o'clock, just when rush hour starting. And remember, it's raining cats and dogs. What happens in Ottawa when it's raining cats and dogs? People who normally drive normally, their brains disengage, okay? They turn into the dumbest drivers in the world. Although I'm not in my car, I don't have protection, I'm on the motorcycle, and I'm waiting for some idiot to kill me on the way home. Because I, I can't believe, and especially down going to Albion, oh my goodness, Albion, and you seniors, you know, you, you just love Packing out the Rito Carlton slots, uh, 24 hours a day, okay? And, and I want to get home, and it's cold, okay? I mean, it's like 17 degrees, but when it's raining, it, you're colder, and I'm soaked to the bone, okay? 
And so I, I, I feel much better now. The angst is coming, is, is getting, is, is coming to, the, to the surface, and I'm letting it out. Oh, folks, this is a wonderful thing. Oh, you know what? It just reminded me of something. This is open line, open topic. If you're really frustrated about something, if you've got to vent, if you've got to freak out about something, you know, we just might prevent a suicide tonight. We just might prevent some, you know, people breaking furniture or cuts and bruises or, you know, somebody saying something they're going to feel sorry for. Say it here. It's a wonderful place to vent. It's a wonderful place to let off steam. That's what good talk radio is about. So I invite you. I'll give you the phone numbers again. 343-700-4390. Now, it sounds like I'm frustrated. It sounds like, and it was. It was very frustrating. It was a very, very stress-filled day. But I passed, okay? So I'm good. It's great. I don't ever have to do that test again. And you know what I did? I purposely broke a bunch of rules on the way home. I changed lanes without using the blinkers. I rolled through my stop signs. Oh, man. I got my license. On the rest of you, okay? No, I wasn't that bad, okay? I'm a good guy. I'm a very safe driver. A crazy safe driver. But I did, you know, shift a couple lanes without looking a couple times. Just, just because I could. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't even have to practice it anymore. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. It's open line, open topic tonight. Three four three seven hundred four three nine zero. And if you're calling from Pudiac, New Brunswick, if you're calling from Rambo Riviera, Arkansas, if you're calling from Skidmore, Kansas, or Frostproof, Florida, there's actually a town called Frostproof, Florida. One eight four four. 562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. That's JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Twitter is JW Council. Council spelt the same way, okay? And I'm going to start it off. I got emails, and I looked at this one before we went to air. And Kevin, you're the first one out of the gate tonight. So here's Kevin's email. He starts it off. I don't know if I've ever had an email. I can't remember an email that started off where the guy says, Hello, sir calls me sir boy I, I feel encouraged a common thought a common thought fact what's a thought fact well anyway that's the way he wrote it i'm reading it just as it is folks i'm not responsible for the weird grammar a common thought fact is the canada not that canada the canada produces under three percent of the world's co2 well yeah a lot less than that i think while china and india are industrial yeah they're industrial so, rather than spending billions on worthless, worthless things that would only change our output by half a percent, why does Canada, the USA, just go to China or India and build and pay for nuclear power plants? <laughs> You're not serious. You, you, you think we should pay for their power plants? China, the country that's loaning every industrialized nation in the West money. The country that if they called in our loans right now, they'd bankrupt the entire world. Anyway, he continues. Wiki says the average is between 2 and $9 billion bucks for a nuclear plant, so at least we could give the Chinese free power and shut down coal plants. Although I believe neither will affect so-called global warming, Canada would raise the quality of life of the Chinese while closing coal plants. You're not going to raise the quality of life in China, Kevin, until you get rid of the oppressive, human rights-violating, totalitarian, despot, hate-filled, nutcase dictatorship that is there okay that imprisons people for saying things it doesn't like and may i remind people that you know and i I, there are a few people left with brains left otherwise you know i probably wouldn't be on the air right now okay for you people that still have some brains left you do realize that our prime minister is on record as saying that he admires the efficiency with which the chinese government functions 
one of the most oppressive regimes in the world. As far as India is concerned, yeah, biggest democracy in the world. But my goodness, they got enough wealth. They can build their own nuclear power plants. They don't need our help. Anyway, but I thank you for your email, Kevin. You know, you sent it in. You took a chance. You know, you let your opinion be known. And, you know, I'm not always going to agree with opinions on this program, but you're always going to be heard. Isn't that a great thing? And your, in my opinion, your email was airworthy. Okay? It was borderline, but, hey, it got on, you know? And, uh, you know, if you send me another one, I don't know. It, it might get on as well. I don't know. 343-700-4390 is the capital region number. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. I think it's going to be a great show tonight. I think it's going to be epic. I think it's going to be wonderful. I think you tuning in right now, time well spent. Time very, very well spent. All the problems of the world solved by 11, folks, or triple your money back. You need to stay right where you are. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays, and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile.
So when I say we're open line, open topic, I mean, we're, I, we're, I really mean we're open line, open topic. One of the beauties, one of the delights, one of the thrills of doing online talk radio and not being, you know, interfered with, with, you know, corporate people that don't know anything about what, you know, audience wants and, and you know, just are thinking about, you know, who can we sell time to to make more money, you know? Um, I'm not tied to any format or restrictions about things I can and can't talk about. And, we, you know, we gave you a good example of that last night when, do, when we talked about the latest ratings reports of, you know, the various stations in the capital region here. And here's another example. Now, Eric has emailed me, and uh, his email is borderline. It's almost, I almost didn't read it because there's a lot of mistakes in it. But he's really mad at Henry Burris, the quarterback for the Re- Ottawa Red Blacks. I'll read it to you, and then I'll comment, okay? So I could talk about sports. I could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Eric has got a sports comment, and it's kind of semi-airworthy, so it's getting on the air. So there's an example. You can take this wherever you want to go. Uh, uh, John, a comment about Henry Burris. He needs to let his play do the talking for him. Henry needs to have a thicker skin and not let comments bother him. You, and if you don't know this, he you know, got on TSN and got mad at them for some of the things they said. You have been a great quarterback for a long time. I guess he's talking to Henry Burris, not me, because I've never been a quarterback. Actually, yeah, no, I haven't. But I think you are feeling the pressure of Harris backing you up. Harris, if given the chance, could be the best player in the league. Coaches have a responsibility to the owners and to the fans to play the best player. So, Henry, shut up and prove you're the best quarterback. He did prove that last year, Eric. You do realize that, okay? He was voted the most outstanding player in the, in the CFL last year, okay? He's already done that. His track record speaks for himself. And I like Harris, you know, Trevor Harris, the guy who's getting more work now and seems to be, you know, the young up-and-comer. I agree with you there. But you can't dis Henry Burris for, you know, uh, 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 letting his opinion be known. I love it when athletes let her fly. I mean, interviews with athletes are the boringest interviews in the world. I mean, oh, my goodness. You know, they pull the hockey player into the hallway between the first and second period, and they asked him what he thought. And you know what the guy's going to say? He never says anything. Well, yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta put a little bit of, yeah, we'll come back, you know, like we'll give her our game, we'll give it our best shot, you know. And oh, come on! I mean, I could count on the fingers of one hand athletes that when you put a microphone in their face, you walk away listening to the interview and say, "Wow, that was something," you know. Hardly ever. Hard. Maybe I can't count on the figures of one hand. Maybe after doing a half hour research and talking with a bunch of buddies, you know, about the same topic, we could come up with maybe three or four. Jeremy Roenick was really good. Brett Hull was really good. You know, these guys that you didn't know what they were going to say and because and, and, they actually had a brain when they had a microphone in front of their face. I mean, it seems like, you know, when you put a microphone in front of an athlete's face, his brain disengages. But, you know, I, I'm not hard on them because you can't be great at everything. I mean, these guys are the best athletes in the world. Their bodies are honed, fine-tuned machines. They can do things that, none, that some, some of us would never dream of being able to do. But as far as talk coherently, forget it. Most of them are like, forget. So when I come across an athlete that can articulate and says something provocative and says something, you know, that might actually he's going to have to be accountable for, oh, baby, they're the best. They're the best. Even when I disagree, you know, that's why I love Don Cherry so much because I disagree with Don Cherry probably 85% of the time, but I love the guy. I just love him, you know, because he's honest. He's passionate, you know. He tells you what he thinks. He's the type of guy that, you know, that's the type of callers I want on the show. I don't, yeah, please disagree with me. I, I, but call in and be passionate about something. Be honest. Have some conviction, you know? Let me give you an example for marriage counseling, okay? And I don't do a lot of marriage counseling because I have too much respect for real counselors who are gifted and, you know, uh, uh, trained to do that. 
I do something called pastoral counseling because I'm a pastor. It's a little bit different. And not to put it down because most of the time it's it's usually the, the missing link and it's what people need, okay? But real counseling where you've got, you know, a degree in counseling. Let me give you an example from, from, from marriage counseling, okay? And, and, you know, I'm not a complete doofus on it. I have, you know, uh, 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 have, I do have uh, uh, credentials, you know, in that uh, department. If I got a marriage, if I got a couple coming in and they're ready to kill each other, you know, I mean, they're just like everything he says, she gets ticked off. Everything she says, he gets ticked off. That couple, there's a good chance I can, I can help that marriage. There's a good chance I can restore that marriage. You know why? Because those two people are still emotionally connected to one another. They're angry because they care. They're angry because, you know, they're affected by the other person. The other person has got a big part of their life. Now, if when I have a couple come in and they don't care what the other person says and they're apathetic, that marriage is toast. Usually, usually, not always. I mean, I do my best to try and save it and do what I can, okay? But if they come in and she, he doesn't really care what she thinks and she doesn't really care what he thinks, that's, that, that, that marriage is just about fried. And you can apply that to a lot of things in life as well. Sometimes even if you're wrong, if you're passionate, okay, people are going to respect that because you've got convictions. I mean, you know, all of us, we are so fed up to the gills with politicians and media people who you never know what they really think. And you know that their answers are canned and you know all their, all their words are measured. I mean, nobody speaks from the heart anymore. I mean, in the States, it's a perfect example. They will even fall in line and get behind a guy who's, a, you know, a spoiled brat charlatan that says a lot of dumb things, and he's got a size 16 mouth and a size 12 shoe, and, he, you know, his, his favorite hobby is tickling his tonsils with his toes. But because he's provocative, because he's different, because he's not like all the other shirts and suits that everything they say is scripted and you never know what they really think, that's why America's fed up and, they're, you know, a lot of them are backing Trump. Not enough to get him elected president yet. But when you ask Hillary something, you know what the answer is. You know it's all scripted. It's like the old joke, you know? How do you know when a politician's lying? Their lips move. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766. That's the long distance line, okay? JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. You've got to keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at me at JWCouncil. Speaking of sports, and I didn't intend to go on the sports thing, but it's so relevant to what we're talking about, I can't ignore it. Now, I know this story came out uh, a little while ago, okay? And I might be slow coming to the table, but I haven't had reason to comment on it yet. But I'm going to comment it now. The Dallas Cowboys, who I used to love when I was a kid. Oh, man. When Tom Landry was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys and Roger Staubach was the quarterback and then Danny White, you know, Tony Dorsett, Ed Tuttle Jones. Oh, I just I just loved, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. They were my favorite team. I mean, I've always rooted for the Detroit Lions because of my connection to Windsor. But, you know, the Detroit Lions, they're the, they're the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. They haven't won a championship in my lifetime, okay? So if I wanted to root for a winner, the the Dallas Cowboys were always kind of like my second team. Until Landry died, until Jerry Jones bought the team, okay? Now, if you know anything about sports, 
I don't want to rail on Jerry Jones. I do not like Jerry Jones. I really don't like him. And, and you know, the morality and the quality of character of the players and coaches that came into the Dallas Cowboys after Jerry Jones took over the team, it just got, you know, just, I mean, they were doing more drugs, it seemed, than, you know, any, all the other teams put together. And their reputation was swelled. And I just, I, I, I've gotten to the place where, you know, since he's on the team, I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. However, the Dallas Cowboys for this season, you know what they wanted to do? They wanted to put stickers on their helmets honoring and supporting the local police in Dallas. Now, remember the cops that got shot in Dallas? And I thought, wow, that's a good gesture. I like that. You know, supporting the community, the guys, you know, that protect and keep the public peace. Well, they were going to do it, but the NFL office shot it down. And said, you can't do that. So, according to the NFL, it's okay to protest cops, but you can't honor them. Mike sent me an email earlier, and we were, you know, about this topic. And he said, you know, if I was the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, I would have done it. I would have put the stickers on anyway, in violation of the league. Can you imagine the league? making them forfeit a game, or fining the team for honoring cops? Oh, I would have loved to put the NFL in a situation like that. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, they would have won the favor of the nation if they would have done that, if they would have stood up to the NFL and said, no, we're going to do it anyway. What are you going to do, forfeit a game? You're going to fine us? Where's your sense of decency? Where's your sense of morality? You're going to give in to this thuggery? That's, pre- that's pretending to be something about rights. It's got nothing to do with rights. And you've heard me talk about this already, about Canadians having an opinion on this. There's now a Canadian chapter of Black Lives Matter. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get into that tonight. I want to talk about that tonight. Definitely. Definitely. That is going to be on the agenda for the show tonight. i got to catch my breath. Got to do an information interlude. If you're on hold, you're getting on the air, I promise you, Mary, I see you there. And Alexandria, I'm going to you. I'm going to go to you before I get to my takes on the Canadian version of Black Lives Matter, which I think is the dumbest thing in the world. Talked a little bit about it, but we're going to go in depth when we come back after the, uh, after the uh, break here. Stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. 
almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 4390 That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Welcome back. 343-700-4390. It's open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock. 343-700-4390. is the long-distance line. And here's Mary in Alexandria. How you doing, Mary? I'm pretty good. Congratulations on your license. Well, thank you. And you know what else? And I tweeted this out earlier. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but tonight is our 50th show online. Wow! Yeah, we've re- we've reached that milestone already, man. I mean, uh, Mike, uh, our, our call screener reminded me of it, and I thought, "Whoa, man, that's amazing!" You know, so like that's kind of cool. Now, Mary, I got to ask you something: Do you use the long distance line when you call, or do you go three four three? Long distance. Long distance. So Alexandria is long distance. Well, I'm I'm glad we're here for you. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I'm. Uh... I'm going to be watching this to see in the, if the mainstream media will report that, uh, and because it's, now it's out, okay, that George Soros finances, uh, he's, done, he's given $7 million to the Clinton campaign. $7 million. And, um, Yeah. So they have no limitations on how much uh, uh, single donors can uh, donate in the States then? Well, I guess not. And also he's like... Uh, Almost like a foreign person because he's a the, the, he's into the like he's in the UN. Oh, he's okay? he's a, he's he yes. is like he is the prototype. He is the most globalist globalist in the world, pretty much. Yes, 
And he's written a book, okay, that's called The Age of Infallibility. Mm-hmm. And in that book, in quotations, it says uh, that the main obstacle for a just and stable world order is the United States of America. Not surprised. I, I thought he was no. going to say I thought he was going to say religion because he's very very anti uh, uh, religion as well. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe that's what a Fabian socialist is. I don't know. That's what they describe them. Well, as. I've heard I've heard Mike I've heard Mike use that a lot. One of our other callers, okay, and and uh, yeah, maybe he, he, he can, can explain he, that. He, to well, us you know what? He, what he's Fabian... he's listening, and uh, uh, Mike usually contributes, and it's usually in the last half hour. And if that hasn't been addressed, yeah. he'll 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 uh, yeah. He, he's probably taking notes but right it, now. He'll give us a good definition of what a Fabian socialist is. I always right, thought Fabian was a teen idol from those beach movies that Frankie and Annette did back in the early 60s, you know. Mm. <laughs> anyway. So, but uh, anyway, so this guy, this guy is really dangerous, okay? Uh, he, he, um, he doesn't want the United States to exist anymore. He wants to, to have one world order. He wants to rule the world. The U.N. would be ruling the, the world. Yeah, okay? he, the, guy's a, the guy is a... In, incrementally, that's what they're starting to yeah, do. Yeah, the guy is... Okay. An, is, is yeah. a, you peel away the globalist, you know, new age, new order crap that he talks, his vocabulary. He's basically a communist dressed up in 21st century garb. That's what he is, Okay. And these these yeah, dummy exactly. socialists, these dummy socialists, okay, that that push for the new world order, and they can't get elected. So you know they've seized power through the environmental movement. The environmental movement yep. is the new, you know, we hate the rich, we hate the capitalists. Okay, that's the new movement that they've latched onto. Okay, their their whole goal is you know these dummies. You know, you would think you would think that uh, a sense of history would show them that your stupid socialistic anti-capitalist crap doesn't work. It's not working in China. Okay, well, it is working in China because there's hundreds of there's millions of people in jail and there's horrible repression of you know every freedom you can imagine. And it died a horrible, miserable death in Russia. It didn't work. It will never work. Now, I don't mean to be an advocate of capitalism because capitalism is fraught with all sorts of problems as well. There's greed, there's corruption, there's all that other stuff. But there's triple that if you go down the, you know, the communist thing because nobody takes ownership or responsibility for everything. It's so easy to pass the buck and blame somebody else. And and uh, you get the same greed and you get the same Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's just the, there's more of it the and cruelty. they spread it around more. You know, there's way more misery. With capitalism, anyway. you've got you've got some people that if you're really to work hard, you can actually get ahead. You know, you can actually make something yes. of your life. There's nothing like that in, in the communist order. You can have pro- pro- personal property. Yeah, but but the, but the, is, the point the I'm making though, going now, Mary, the, the point the, world, the, the Canada is going and they're trying to do it to the U.S. is that we're going more and more uh, in the communist way. And when you listen to Trudeau, the way he talks. The way he speaks, it's almost word for word what the Clinton narrative uh, bull, I was going to say, S-H-I-T, you know, what she (laughs) says, the way she talks, the way she expresses things, all this, this new speak stuff. It's the same. Yeah, it, so, all, the, all the new speak is just they, old communist values. That's all it is. It didn't work then. It won't work now. But, but Mary, you know, and you and I have talked about this. 
in Canada at least, and it looks like you know they're they're coming up pretty close behind us in the states. We got the dumbest voters in the free world. Okay, I mean, why would be surprised? We we should be. Why should we be surprised that SpongeBob Trudeau is a communist? Okay, and and and, and promotes communist values when his dad was a card carrying member of the Communist Party before he was brought into the Liberal Party in the sixties. Everybody knows that. That's public record. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Justin yeah, grew up. Justin grew up thinking too. that Fidel Castro was a good leader. Okay. He's yeah. like an uncle yeah. to, to to Justin Trudeau. That's how close Pierre and Fidel were. Exactly, exactly. So, oh, anyway, I forgot my idea because I was I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah, I know I'm interrupting but, too um, much. My apologies. It's a bad habit yeah. I have, you know. <laughs> but you know, I don't always apologize because I mean, without passion, nothing's going to happen, you know. And I'm trying to affect change here. I'm trying to educate people. I'm trying to get people's attention. If you're bland and you're same yes. old, same old, yes. you know, that's all mainstream okay. media is filled with now. I got my idea back. Go for it. Okay. Quick. Is that wherever I go, wherever I walk around, I tell people exactly what I think. There's always a cue that you can talk about stuff. Okay. Like today it rained, right? And we had a drought and this, but then, and it's not global warming and oh, that's not geez. true. And I blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I tell everybody, okay, like I'm a walking. But the thing is, is that some people, they look at you as if you're, you're a nutcase because you think there's a, a a conspiracy, but it's not a conspiracy. It's written out in, in in black and white. When you go on the UN website, it's all written out. Everything's written out. It's in our face. Mary, you want some tips you know? on influencing people? What you want some? You want the, you want to hear some of the? Uh, you want to hear the greatest tip on influencing people? Okay, and this is not a reflection on you. I'm speaking in generalities. Because remember, we're trying to influence people. We're trying to uh, create more educated and and, and understanding and intelligent voters, okay? People, Mm -hmm. people do not care what you know. They don't care what I know, okay? They want to know that you care. And they want to know that... But I do care. Yeah, but Mary, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me... Mary, let me finish. Okay? Now I got to start again, okay? Yeah, okay. They don't care what you know. (laughs) They don't care what I know. They want to know that you care. They want to know that I care. So until I can prove to people, you say you care, and I believe you, but if you want to affect change, you have to prove that to people by your actions. Otherwise, they're never going to listen to you. Okay? And that's one of the yeah. reasons That's one of the reasons why I pastor a church. And if I'm on the radio, I will never leave my church just to do radio. Okay? Because it's a great opportunity to care. It's a great opportunity to get down and dirty with people that are really needy. And they really need your help. And too many of these pontificators and pretenders and politicians... Everybody knows they don't care, and that's why they have no influence. That's why, and that's why voters have you know have have degraded the you know the office of a politician to the guy that's the cutest instead of the one that's doing the most, okay, and actually making something happen with you know his skills and uh, with his you know uh, with his ability to manage people. People got to know that you care. You have to have an opportunity to prove that and show that, and when you do that. Then you've built yourself a platform. Then they're going to listen to what you say, and you're going to have influence. That's for free, Mary. Well, I, 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 I won't they, bill you. Listen, I won't bill you for that. But the thing is, is that I don't think that they care. I don't think that the people. Yeah, care but Mary, you have no Mary. Eating, Mary, you have no control over them. You have no control. Mary, Mary, you have no okay. control. You have no control over what people think or care. Okay, you only have control yeah, over but yourself. That's what I'm saying. They, 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 they're not hungry enough. Do you remember what Gandhi said? Do you remember what Gandhi said? 
He said, be the change you want to be in people. Because if it doesn't start with you, it's not going to start. And I'm not going to wait for people to get it together, okay? There's too many good things that I can do for people, and there's too many ways to show that you care and to make, do, uh, make a meaningful difference in their life. Okay, if my life was just talking on a radio show, I would have a pretty empty, superficial life, okay? But I would like to think that maybe, just maybe, people will listen to me on the radio show because you know, you got to be involved. you got to be doing things for people. Otherwise, we don't have a leg to stand on. And I know you agree with that. I'm just kind of kind of pushing you a little harder in the direction you're already going. Is that fair? Mary? Uh, I guess so, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else you need to deal with? Anything else you got to set the world straight with uh, tonight? Well, no, I guess that's it all. Oh, you're wonderful. Forward, uh, to your Black Lives Matter rant. You're wonderful. Well, we'll see if we get to it, you know, because, you know, uh, good having you on, uh, uh, Mary. Um, we'll see if we get to it because, uh, uh, you know, calls are coming in tonight. Huh? It's a busy night. Not a bad thing. Open line, open topic. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety, in uh, the capital region. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. If you're calling from Nowhere Island, Ontario. If you're calling from Greasy Corny Corner, sorry, Arkansas. If you're calling from what cheer, Iowa, or Jumbotown, Nevada, 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. Got to pay the bills. And then we're right back. Stay with us. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches. But fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile.
If you don't have anything to say, you don't get on this show. 343-700-4390. Open line, open topic. All the way to 11 o'clock. 343-700-4390. And 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. JC at Late Night Council is the email address. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Black Lives Matter has a chapter in Toronto. And I'm, I'm... Probably got some representation here in Ottawa as well. I mean, come on. As if, as if people of, you know, uh, uh, as if blacks in Canada can understand. I mean, you, it's like comparing paper clips with watermelons. The racial tension and the racial background and the history down in the States compared to Canada. And anybody, anybody that's in Black Lives Matter in Canada, I'm telling you right now, you're stirring up trouble. We don't have those issues here. We have, I have to rephrase that, we do have those issues here. They're about one hundredth as prevalent in the culture as, as, as the states are. I don't want to be in denial over racism and hatred, because yeah, we've got it here. But the level, of, the level in the states, you can't even compare the two. Apparently held up traffic in Toronto yesterday. I'm going to give you the Ottawa Sun uh, uh, version of it here. Black Lives Matter Matter, Toronto took to the streets during rush hour Monday morning calling for justice. They're, They're whining and complaining about what happened here in Ottawa. Calling for justice for Abdurrahim Abdi, who died following an arrest by Ottawa police in July. Protesters holding a banner with words justice for Abdurrahim Abdi briefly occupied Young and Dundas Streets intersection at 8.30 a.m. I worked in Toronto, okay, one summer. Young and Dundas, 8.30. Yeah, you're wanting to get to work, you know. Sitting in a car 45 minutes to an hour and a half, just one way. That's typical for Toronto commuters. And downtown, you know, they're probably like maybe just a few blocks away, and they run into this nonsense. Basically, listen to this. Here's one of their spokespeople. Basically, we're calling for accountability and justice for Abdurrahim Abdi, said Hashim Youssef, an organizer with Black Lives Matter Toronto. Hey, Mr. Youssef, okay? I think you're one of the dumbest bigots that ever spoke into a microphone. How do you like that? Okay? For any group to try and stir up social unrest using a distinctly American issue is someone who needs to be exposed for the historical social ignoramus that he is. And this, and, and sadly, this whole story here is another indication of how anemic law enforcement has become. That they, th- these thugs weren't arrested for public mischief. And justice has got nothing to do with color, okay? Here you got a bunch of people breaking the law. Most of you know what's happened in Milwaukee, where you had a black criminal with a record. Now, I wouldn't mention the color of his skin, except that the guy who shot him even though this guy was brandishing a stolen gun, 
and ready to shoot it, he got shot by a black cop. Okay? The black cop shoots him, protecting a black neighborhood from this thug. And they call themselves Black Lives Matter. Well, I guess black lives don't matter to these idiots because the cop is black. And he's trying to defend black people. So that guy's life doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with black lives mattering. It has everything to do with... This is anarchy. This is simple anarchy. And the fact that the authorities have let this fester like it has... Well, I put the blame on Obama. I do. I really... Obama is totally to blame for what's going on in the polarization of black and white in the states right now. He is totally to blame for this, for not standing behind law enforcement when it mattered. He has fueled the anti-white bigotry as much as anybody in the United States when he didn't back law enforcement, when these thugs were bullying people. Now, I know there's bad cops. I know that that there's things that have been done that are wrong. But you don't solve the problem by saying, well, people have got a right, you know, to complain with what's going on. Because that's basically what Obama's been saying. I mean, I I can't believe this guy. And I don't rail on Obama that much, but... Please, if, if you want to defend him and call in, please feel free. I think, I think he's totally to blame for what we see going on with the whole Black Lives Matter and, and the anarchy and the lawlessness that is going crazy in the states right now. I think Obama's the most useless, inept president in my lifetime. Who's more inept? Okay, W is a close second. I'll give you that, okay? But I think Obama's got W beat hands down. And while I'm on the topic of W, how come W didn't get any of the blame for 9-11? You know? What, do you think he cost it? Well, it happened on his watch. There's a horrible, you know, like, uh, failure in security there. Just saying, I don't know, you take that for where you want to go with it. Back to these bozos in Toronto. Here's this goofball Hashim Yusuf. We're going to continue to hold action. Continue to hold space until we see what is right and what is fair and what is just. I don't think that's ever going to happen, Yusuf. You know why? Because I don't think you'd know right from wrong if it smacked you up the side of the head with a two-by-four. Because you're a moron trying to make a... Trying to adopt, you know, a, a movement in the States that's got far more to worry about than, you know, the single death of a, of a, of a, a suspect in a... In a, in a, in a uh, in a situation here in Ottawa. Here's the Toronto police on this. You talk about, they're just crap everywhere in this whole thing. Toronto police said there were no, listen to this. These people held up rush hour on the corner of Young and Dundas. And Toronto police said there were no incidents or traffic tickets arising from the protest. It was a peaceful protest, and then they left. Joe Warmington had a lot to say about it in the Sun today, and he said it better than I did. And I think his you know, words are more credible than mine. That's why I'm quoting him, because he's writing from a Toronto perspective. I'm up here in Ottawa. Why does everybody else follow the rules? Why bother in the future? Black Lives Matter protesters in Toronto don't abide by the rules, and since there are never any ramifications, no repercussions, why should anybody else? These bozos got off scot-free for what they did. He goes on. 
Not only did a couple dozen protesters close down Young and Dundas intersection, but they added insult to injury by actually holding a news conference in the middle of it. Everybody else be damned. BLM run the city. They answer to nobody. As usual, Toronto Police hasn't announced that anyone will be charged or get a ticket for the latest acts of thumbing their nose to everybody. What do Black Lives Matter have planned next? Why would they stop? They're in charge around here. I mean, how else can you how else can you get any other message from what happened? I think he's totally right. Heck, we've had people banned at Dundas Square for wanting to sing songs with Jesus in them. And had delivery trucks towed while bringing supplies to near businesses. Talk about a double standard. You sing about Jesus, you get a ticket, you're told to move on. You tie up traffic protesting, you know, a death in Ottawa and nobody pays a price for anything. Back to Warmington. This was nothing more than anarchy and testing to see how far Black Lives Matter could take it. If any other group routinely disrupted public events or traffic, it wouldn't be tolerated. Try leaving your own car in the middle of the street as a protest and see how fast you'll be towed, ticketed, and arrested. This is what needs to happen with these protesters. Black Lives Matter not above the law, and it's not their city to control as they see fit. Thank God somebody's standing up to these thugs. He closes by saying, anybody bullying and intimidating politicians and halting our city's intersection and events has got to be stood up to. The rules are there to be followed, and when they are not, they're supposed to be enforced. I mean, we hear about bullying all the time. Oh, bullying's such a bad thing, you know? And everybody and his brothers going into high schools and telling you, you know, if you're bullied, you've got to tell the authorities right away. And yet they let these thugs bully anybody they want to. So what's the message? The clear message is, oh, you could bully all you want as long as you're, you know, part of a politically correct group that's protected. Isn't it amazing how easy it is to bully authorities if you're in the right group? I mean, if you're a feminist, or you're a gay activist, or you're an Islamist, or green, okay? And now I guess you can add to that, you know, blacks with a beef with whites in the states. You can bully anybody. You can intimidate. You can scare people off to death. You can mess up their schedules. You can even cause a traffic jam that drives people to rage. You can do whatever you want. You could smear leaders, and they wilt like dead dandelions. But boy, let, let me show you, tell you some groups that, oh, there's no way you can get away with it, these guys. If you're if, gun owners, Christians, anti-abortionists, pro-traditional marriage, oh, they're arrested in seconds. Forget it, man. And I think the message... The message, okay, uh, police and authorities have said, okay, is bullying works. It works. You kids that are listening, you're getting lectured in high school about, all oh, bullying's really, really bad, you need to report it? That depends who's doing the bullying. Because if you're part of the right group, oh, man, you can get a lot of confidence through bullying. You want action? Be a bully. Break the law. Disrupt order. You can have whatever you want if you belong to the right group. So that's the key. You've got to belong to the right group. You've got to belong to the politically correct, nice little clique. And if anybody says anything against you, even though you're bullying, they're going to get hauled before a human rights tribal, uh, tri- tribunal. You're going to get off scot-free. You can bully all you want. Because I would suggest to you the biggest bullies in our culture right now are the blacks going against the whites down in the States, okay? The... The Islamists, the gay activists, the feminists, the Greens, 
Anybody that's on the, on the liberal left, you can bully all you want. We're going to have Tom Harris come on pretty soon, okay? I mean, you wouldn't believe the bullying that's going on in these like open forum meetings supposedly you're having about green energy. And the bullying that goes on to anybody that goes against the, you know, the, the pre-described mantra of uh, you know, the green religion that's being promoted now. Bullying works. It's the way the politically correct get their stuff. Push their agenda. More when we get back, folks. I'm going to blow a gasket if I don't take a break here. But that's the way it should be. That's good talk radio, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. What do you think? Call in and let me know. Right back after this. Stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. A 
Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. See, I enjoyed the music so much, I forgot I got a show to do. Hey, how's it going? Uh, 343-700-4390. That can happen on this show. Have you ever heard a talk show that's got better tunes than we do? Oh, man. And that is so sadly lacking. You know, all it takes is a little bit of time and creativity, you know. But, you know, I'm doing it for you. I can't can't control what, you know, other people are doing. But then you don't care because you're listening to me tonight. God bless you. 343-700-4390 is the capital region number. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from uh, 48 Road, Prince Edward Island, if you're calling from, oh, I don't know, um, Hortense, Georgia, how about Buttermilk, Kansas, or Antlers, Colorado? One eight four four five six two four seven six six is your number. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. JC at late night dot com is the email address. That's JC at late night dot com. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Man, we're in the second hour already. Fastest hour in talk radio, folks. You're tuned in, well, we're in the second hour now, and sometimes the second hour goes even faster than the first hour. Ottawa is perceived to be the safest city in Canada, according to Main Street Post Media poll released today. This will be in the National Post tomorrow, and it will be in the Ottawa Citizen tomorrow. But, you know, because you're listening to talk radio at night, and, you know, we got privy to this stuff before it hits the papers, you know about it before the papers come. So we're thought of to be the safest city in Canada. Now, that's the perception, okay? Let me give you a little bit of the article that's going to be in the Citizen tomorrow. Almost three-quarters of the respondents said Ottawa was safe or very safe. Charlottetown, Moncton, St. John's, and Quebec City rounded out the top five safest cities. We were at the top, according to the survey respondents. Toronto, Montreal, Saskatoon, and Edmonton were in the bottom five. Now, that's perception. Okay, perception. We're actually, when it comes to, compared to the crime severity index which takes both the volume and the severity of crime into account, Ottawa is actually the third safest city of the 15 on the list. And on this year's list, okay, the only only two that beat us were Quebec City and Toronto, even though Toronto is perceived by people to be one of the most unsafest cities in Canada. 
And that's because, you know, uh, a lot of media in Toronto, the bigger the city, the more media and uh, violent crimes and that kind of thing gets reported a lot more so people hear about it a lot more. You're free to comment. I know, and I, you know, I've studied a lot of these stats for a long time about, you know, uh, the safest cities in Canada, et cetera, et cetera, and crime and everything. And uh, Ottawa, by far and away, there's not a city that's over 200,000 in their metro population in Canada. There's not a city in this nation that's as educated as Ottawa. And that's probably by virtue of all the government jobs, okay? Like, you, you know, you got to have your craft together to, you know, be hired, I guess, for a, a government. And uh, by far and away, they're, we're the most educated co- uh, city in the nation. So I think there's definitely a correlation there. When people are educated and, you know, when they kind of got their lives together to be able to accomplish by getting a bachelor's or a master's degree, chances are they're not going to be involved in crime. And if they are, it's going to be the kind that nobody knows about, you know. And it doesn't get reported. Not to say that just because you have a white-collar job means you're any more virtuous than anybody with a blue-collar job. It's just that the white-collar people tend to be able to hide it a little better, you know. Just my opinion. Sure, I want to hear from you. You don't like that opinion? Well, that's that's why we're on talk radio here. That's why you get to yak. Let me know which, uh, what's on your mind. Algonquin College is shutting down its Saudi Arabia operation. Now, if you follow me for a while and listen to me when it was on, you know, corporate bland radio, um, you know, I, I pounded this topic back then. What in the world was Algonquin doing? Setting up a campus in Saudi Arabia when Saudi Arabia has one of the worst human rights records in the world. I mean, they're right up there with North Korea and China when it comes to, you know, abuses, particularly when it comes to gender. And they're shutting it down and they're saying it's for financial reasons, okay? So here, God bless the people at The Citizen. They took them on, okay? And I'm going to quote from The Citizen lead editorial today because it was about Algonquin College finally shutting down this, you know, abomination that was, you know, Pretending to be, oh, you know, reaching out and trying to affect change, you know, by, you know, anyway, it was gobbly left-wing politically correct, politically correct gobbledygook that was at the basis of this, and we're going to point that out right now. Give you a bit of the editorial. Algonquin College is ending its operations in Saudi Arabia, citing financial reasons. What it didn't point to, though, it should have been a major factor in the decision, is the gross human rights record of the Saudi government and its treatment of women. They were neither allowed to teach nor attend the campus in Jazan, a port city on the Red Sea. And, you know, we were flogging this like crazy when they opened this up like a year and a half ago. We're following the entrepreneurial creed. Okay, this is a spokesperson here. We're following the entrepreneurial creed. Oh, really? The entrepreneurial creed. And who came up with this entrepreneurial creed of yours? You cite it as if it's some type of respected Hippocratic oath. Now, it might be a hypocritical oath, but I digress. Here we go. We're following the entrepreneurial creed, which is to be bold, be innovative, be courageous. Remember those three words? I'm going to bring them up again, okay? We're following the entrepreneurial creed, which is to be bold, be innovative, be courageous. But when it doesn't work, move on, said Algonquin's Doug Watherspoon, the vice president for international programs. Well, Mr. Watherspoon... I guess you can be bold, courageous, and innovative, and still be as dumb as a sack of hammers when it comes to reality and morality. Holy smoke, you got to be kidding me. 
The editorial continues. Algonquin has been avoiding complaints from its own faculty union, which had raised the issue of human rights abuses, and it's not just a systemic discrimination against women either. It's Saudi Arabia's cavalier use of the death penalty, it's torture of prisoners, and discrimination against the Shia minority, it's bombing operations in Yemen, it's stifling speech restrictions and crackdowns on dissent, all qualities Canada should never tolerate, nor should our institutions of higher education. Good on the citizen for nailing them on this. Yeah, Mr. Watherspoon, tell me all about your boldness and courage and innovation. You're full of BS is what you are. And I don't mind saying so, because I know commentators in mainstream media are too, are too wimpy to, 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 to call you out for what you've done. And the rest of the bozos making decisions like that at Algonquin. I was going to say a, what, what a joke, but there's real people suffering at the hands of those, you know, despots that run Saudi Arabia. Why am I being so strong? Well, the citizen says it actually better than I do here. Okay, here comes more of it. The college says its policy is to engage other nations, even nasty ones, instead of isolating them. That's a defensible position for a government which may have a hope of pushing for cultural change elsewhere. That's not the case with the limited reach of a college. Plus, as a publicly funded school, what Algonquin does matters to each taxpayer. Canadian institutions, especially those that deliver education, should have the same principles abroad as at home. That means standing up to gender discrimination, a Canadian value. Some values aren't negotiable. Gender equality is near at the top of the list. Algonquin College, for all its entrepreneurial spirit should think long and hard about what its standards are for where it will show off its brand and credibility as a college. I mean, the citizen here assumes that Algonquin College is capable of thinking long and hard. Listen, and until I see otherwise, I'm going to make the accusation, I'm going to make the assumption right now that the real reason this happened had nothing to do with the entrepreneurial spirit, had nothing to do with engaging people, even nasty countries. It had everything to do with Islamist sympathizers holding too much authority at Algonquin College in the power structure. Prove me wrong, please. Because I can't see any other reason for them building bridges to a despotic, anti-gender, anti-human rights regime unless they've got people here in Ottawa that are in the power structure that are Islamist sympathizers. And the alumni should boycott Algonquin College and withdraw their donations. They ought to be screaming and yelling about this. They should have when they opened it up. And I'm, 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 I'm assuming that there are too many people in mainstream media that didn't hold Algonquin College's feet to the fire over this. This is abhorrent. This is disgusting. This is anti-Canadian. This goes against everything we stand for. Or, no, this goes against everything we're supposed to, you know, stand for. Because there's all kinds of politicians and media leaders and academic leaders who say they stand for something. They're totally hypocritical. They don't stand for anything. They stand for whatever's convenient for them at the time. You got an opinion on this? Oh, I'd love to hear from you. 343-700-4390. You better have your hack together, though. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety, one eight four four, four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's the long distance line. 
JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Hey, folks, you might not agree, but you know it ain't bland. It ain't boring. If I'm ticking you off, I hope it's for the right reason. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. You can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Right back after this. Stay with us. is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. Who's that man makes shawarma taste like no one can? The garlic king! And he can do anything! Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown! The garlic king! So tasty! Man, this food is so good! Don't talk with your mouth full! I'm just talking about the king! And I can dig it! Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma! Really Lebanese, home of the garlic king, St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it! open topic whatever's on your mind or you may want to react and respond to some of the stuff i put out there tonight lord knows i've been prodding enough tonight haven't i if you got nothing to say it's okay to sit back and listen okay i only want people calling in that you don't have something to say 
343-700-4390. And I invite you because, you know, I like you being part of the show. I don't want to just be the only one that's pontificating here and, you know, sharing opinions. It, it gets good when, you know, everybody's chipping in, you know. And don't think of it as, well, I want to put my two cents worth. No, it's a lot worth, it's worth a lot more than two cents worth. Hey, I'm paying a lot of money to be on the air here, so it's a lot worth, it's worth a lot more than two cents to me. <laughs> We're doing all right, folks. 343-700-4390 in the capital region. That's 343-700-4390. If you're calling from Amsterdam, Saskatchewan, or Brass Castle, New Jersey, Dent Ford, Missouri. That sounds like an auto dealership, doesn't it? Why don't you come down to Dent Ford? We got your vehicle. We got Ford F-150s. Boy, they're just loaded to the max, man. You can drive away with lunch and no payments till 2017. Artichoke Lake, Minnesota. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. 1-844-562-4766. I had an artichoke and chicken panini at Starbucks today. Oh, doesn't that sound millennial? Oh, don't I sound like I'm 23 when I say that? I was hungry, and that's the only thing. I like artichokes. I like chicken, and it was weird, and it was overpriced like everything at Starbucks is, but wasn't bad. Somebody else was paying for it. God bless. Thank you, James. You're wonderful. You're a good man. James bought me an artichoke and chicken panini. Now, it says sandwich, but I know a panini when I see it. It was a panini. Almost as good as the Tim Hortons paninis. They're really good. So you want to talk fast food tonight? I don't know if I want to go down that road. If you do, I don't mind. I don't mind talking fast food if you want to talk fast food. But I'd rather, you know, if you want to go down that road, I want to be able to blame you and not me. Okay? 343-700-4390. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. And JW Council is the Twitter exchange. And I go back and forth checking to see, you know, if you're... Uh, calling in on either one of them hey you know what now uh uh, the 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 big uh, thing about the olympics from the canadian perspective is that our women are tearing up we have got the toughest most athletic fastest highest enduring strong women in the world i'll bet there's not another country at the olympics where the proportion of female medals to male medals is the same as canada's right now our women are kicking butt. Now, it says a lot for our men, and, you know, you can call in and tell me what you think of that, but I think I may have found the reason. Because I've been, I've been, you know, I've been following, I have not been following the Olympics. The Olympics bore me to tears, okay? They really do. I mean, you know, all these sports that, you know, we only see once every four years, and I think if we didn't see them every four years, nobody would mind, I mean, think now. If you never saw a kayak competition from now until the day you die, would your life be any different? If you never see, if you never see a water polo match between now and when Jesus comes, would you feel like you did not live your life to the fullest? I don't think so, okay? But I think I've got the reason why our women are passing our men. Okay? 
came across this article today in the Ottawa Sun. You might have seen it. Now it's, you know, it's talking about the states, but I think it's in play here. I think the issue that they're addressing is, it's not universal, but I think it's very indicative of where male culture is in North America and Western Europe. Western culture. I think they've hit the nail right on the head. The headline read, if you saw it, okay, it'll twig your memory here. If you saw it, the headline read, like father, not like son. Now listen to this. A new study suggests millennial men, that's, you know, men in their 20s, okay? A new study suggests millennial men may have significantly weaker hands and arms than men the same age did 30 years ago. The study was published in the Journal of Hand Therapy. Hey, I never knew that circular existed, but there it is. I have no reason to doubt, okay? Sounds pretty official to me. Researchers measured the grip strength and pinch strength of 237 healthy full-time students aged 20 to 34 at universities in North Carolina, and especially among males, the reduction in strength compared to the same test 30 years ago was striking. The average 20 to 34-year-old today, for instance, was able to apply 98 pounds of force when gripping something with his right hand in 1985. I would have been 25 in 1985. I would have been right within the demographic. The average man in 1985, the average man could squeeze with 117 pounds of force. Grip strength isn't quite the same thing as benching 200 pounds or doing a set of squats, but researchers have found it to be a great predictor of a lot of other strength and health-related outcomes. So it's a useful proxy for overall muscular strength. The average 20 to 34-year-old male in 1985 could apply 117 pounds pressure in their grip. The average male today, 20 to 34 98 pounds. Millennial males are weaker. As Hans and Fritz from Saturday Night Live would say, they're girly men. Compared to what my generation was in the 80s, thank you very much. I'll bet you, I'll bet you if they did the same test on women... I'll bet you the women are are stronger today than they were in 85. I'll bet they are. And I don't think you could neglect the influence of feminism. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, you know, it's a little weird to have, you know, your women winning all the medals at in, in the Olympics and your men, like, what's the rate now? I think it's two medals for the men and like nine or ten for the women. Canada needs more real men. <laughs> I don't care what you say. That's a fun topic. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766.
calling from Grand Bend in the 519 area code is David. How you doing, Dave? Hello there, Mr. Council. Dave, have you ever called the show before? No. You've never called the show. So do you know what we do for first-time callers on this show? No, no, you're gonna love it, no. man. Listen, listen. Okay, here. Yeah, actually, I do. I know you play. You, you play the Halloween. I used to listen. To you. Yeah, we got a much better choir now, though. You know, I mean, I mean, okay, the, the cutbacks at the last station, we couldn't afford the best. Now we've got, you know, we've got the best choir going there. I hope you enjoy that. Where's Grand Bend, Dave? Remind me. Grand Bend is about. 45 miles west of London and about 45 miles north of Sarnia. So right on Lake Huron. Okay, cool. Well, that's close to where I was born, um, in Wallaceburg. Okay, yeah, Wallaceburg would be somewhat south, a little bit south. Yeah, yeah, okay. South, southeast, I guess it would be, so. What's on so, your mind, buddy? The 80s, man, would... Sorry? What's on your mind? Well, I was going to say the 80s, you know, when men were men, right? <laughs> well, it seems to be that way, according to, you know, this, oh, this yeah. uh, according to the Journal of Hand Therapy. This is not me saying it. That's them, and they're way more authoritative than I am, Dave. Well, maybe it has something to do with maybe people not working as much as perhaps uh, guys in the 80s used to or something. Well, like you got that. a lot more guys on computer keyboards than you do, you know, you know fixing pipes under houses and, you know, uh, pulling trannies yeah. out, of, out of cars and stuff like that, you know. And I don't know if that's a good thing or yeah. not, you know. The, the jury's up, but here we are well, talking about of, it. There's, there's a lot of helpless people out there when it comes to that sort of stuff, and they're really at the mercy of, of, of others then, right? But I, was, wanted to t- I told you, caller, I wanted to tell a story there. I, um, I listened to your story about you getting your, um, um, your full motorcycle license, um, um, and uh, it took me back to when I did the same thing back in the 80s. Um, and it was a little different gig back then. You didn't get the headset and that sort of thing. And they had sort of a predetermined. How did they? Okay, now, the, David, um, David, I want to know how they did it. But I got to go to the information break right now. Okay, can I put you on hold? Okay, because I want to yeah, I want to sure. give you all the yeah. time you need without any interruptions. So I'm going to return you to the queue there. And we're going to take our information interlude. I want to hear how they used to do like uh, uh, how they used to do tests way back in the in the 80s. Back when, you know, when I was when I would wasn't even thinking about motorcycles. They weren't even on my radar back then. Okay, so Dave, I definitely want to hear from you, but I didn't want to cut you off midstream. So, going to hold that. We're going to hear Dave's story from Grand Bend. Good to have him on, and uh, you stay right where you are. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at jwcouncil. Don't sweat it. I know you gave me those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored, I have one program director now. 
God. I don't always follow through on my instructions right, but he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. And just before I bring uh, Dave back on, Dave, I know you can hear me. And uh, just before we bring him back on, we have had uh, come across some very sobering news uh, that we want to inform you. And it's uh, on Twitter, and I'm sure it's all over the uh, uh, standard news uh, stations right now. Uh, Vanier MP, Muriel Belanger, has died. He was 61. If you know his story, he... Uh, um, he was, he was having problems with his speech, and uh, he went in and got himself checked out. And uh, he was suffering from, I, I, I don't know the full medical term of it, but it's Lou Gehrig's disease, the same uh, ailment that killed uh, Lou Gehrig and uh, Stephen Hawking, the physicist, uh, uh, suffers from. And uh, he has passed away. He was 61 years old. And uh, I've never seen anybody with Lou Gehrig's disease that went down that fast. And uh, so, uh, you know, my church is in Vanier, and uh, I know we have a lot of listeners from, um, you know, that tune in from the Vanier area, and uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with the Belanger family and the staff that works at the uh, uh, constituency office there, and uh, um, just, uh, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers with him. You know, it was, it was sad to see, you know, him, him sink so fast. And uh, just uh, 
You know, the, the, the Bible says, mourn with those who mourn. And it also says, blessed are they that mourn, for they will be comforted. And I've always interpreted that verse to, 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 to teach, if you're honest with your pain, you know, and if, and if you can share it with somebody, that's the, the, the most helpful way, you know, to deal with it. And uh, uh, certainly going to be uh, saying a prayer for uh, his family and the people that are close to him. And uh, uh, we'll continue to follow that story as it develops. Maria Belanger uh, has passed away at the age of uh, uh, 61. And uh, let's go back to Dave and Grand Ben. Hi, Dave. Hi there, Dave. Uh, sorry to interrupt you like that. Uh, you know we got to stick to got to stick to form it. Yeah, and, and okay, Dave, you did your motorcycle test in the '80s. How did they do it back then? Actually, it was um, yeah. You and I are approximately the same age, um, so I, I got my bike a lot sooner. And it was, uh, I believe, it was 1980, and might have been 79 even. And back then, um, there was no graduated licensing. You know, you basically got a beginner's, and then you you went for a road test, and you got your vehicle license. So I already had my vehicle license. So you make an appointment, same thing as you. It come, um, um, it, it doesn't matter what the weather's like or whatever. And um, I had an appointment for Tuesday afternoon. So back, so you're like saying you back then when? So hold it, hold it, hold it. You're saying back then in the '80s when you did your motorcycle test, it was rain or shine. That would that has not changed. Yep. Correct. Yeah, rain or shine. Right. Okay. So, Continue. Um, and just sounds like what you have. What's what happened to you as well? Is it the, the the skies just opened up that afternoon? And it was the torrential rainfall. Oh and, man! Um, one thing about a motorcycle is, you know, if it's raining out, you're wet. You get wet in about two seconds. You just don't get any wetter. You're already completely soaked. Yeah, and it's dangerous and, uh, too. It is. It is dangerous riding in the rain. You know, and and that's why you know yeah. it was very unpleasant. You know. But anyway, yeah. so so how do they evaluate yeah, you? Because they, they don't have the things in your ear. What did they just? Well, they had a, they had, they have a road course set up there. It uh, was the MTO out in, in London, uh, the MTO site, and they had some streets in the back sort of paved and, and some curbs, and they gave you a map, and um, basically you, you, know, you followed it. It was fairly, it was fairly easy map to follow, and a guy would follow behind in a car and watch, right? So um, if I remember right, if he flashed his lights or beeped his horn, it was like, like you're done. So um, fortunately I was able to pass, and they said it's a good thing you do because – the way that they granted the appointments is it would have been illegal to drive your motorcycle home. You wouldn't need oh my. a driver because they wouldn't give you. Your so what you're so, saying is there was um, only one test. That was the one test, and if you flunked it, you couldn't drive it home. Yeah. Correct. You would have needed to, um, you know, make arrangements to, you know, to get the the, the bike home by another wow. driver. Wow. Right. So wow. So did you pass so, the first you time? Know, it, it, yeah, I did. It was, and I drove really nicely. And and uh, good for you. Um, just like you driving home, same thing. You know, just like about a three-hour constant barrage of rain, and Ugh. and you know, you get cold and that sort of thing. That bike is just filthy. I wouldn't normally drive the bike in the in in, in the rain because. So know, now, where were you driving from? Were you driving from Grand Bend to get to London for the license, or? No, I was living in I was I was living in London at the time. Okay, okay, so it wasn't that far. Okay. No, but it was the other end of the city, and like you said, in Ottawa, once people, once the rain starts to fall, people, people's driving oh, yeah. tends to become questionable, too. Like, it's normally, so for, yeah, from, when you were, go ahead. When you were, when you were recounting your story at the beginning of your show or whatever, I said, yeah, I can certainly relate to all that you're saying about the drivers, you know, and seniors, and 
everybody goes crazy when it starts to rain. And, and uh, <laughs> but you're absolutely right; it's very, very dangerous. To yeah, it is dangerous. And, and, uh, like the only time I drive in the rain, like I, I've driven to California twice, and and I've got limited vacation time. I want to get there, want to see my son and daughter-in-law. You know, the only time I drive in the rain is when I got to make time, okay, and when I have to. You know, you can't afford to to, right. to, to slow down. But if I'm around the city and I'm there's no way I if I always check the weather before I go out on the bike cuz it is dangerous and I'm kind of surprised you know even a little bit shocked that they go ahead and do those drive tests even with the you know even in the rain and and the you know the instructor was saying in his grumpy way hey I've had people break the law and you know bust up bikes and everything you know and I and I thought to myself yeah well you know maybe if you didn't test in the rain it would make a difference you know anyway yeah. You still riding? Yeah, I wonder if they test in the wintertime. You still riding? I wonder if they test in the wintertime. No, they don't. They don't. Because I, I tried to get it done last October. And uh, uh, I guess they I called two weeks after they shut it down. They shut down, I think, October 15th. And uh, I was going to get it done on my birthday, October 22nd, you know? But they said, no, nah, we quit doing it mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and I was, I was too late. But are you still riding? Oh, very, very, very occasionally. What do you got? Oh, I don't even have one anymore. Just if if, if, if uh, somebody has one, or my son had one for a while, and that sort of thing. So, do you miss it? So after I got married, I sold the after I got married, I sold the bike because uh, wife didn't really like riding on the bike. So, and that was like, it. You still maintain that license. So there's no there's there's yeah. no inkling to you don't get your heart doesn't feel a tuck when you like drive by a Harley shop or a you know uh, like uh, there's no temptation there. You're not going through a midlife crisis. You don't want to relive your twenties again, Dave. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But, See, I never rode. But uh, I never been... rode when I was a kid. You know, Sorry? I never rode when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My my brother, my older brother, he's been on bikes since he was sixteen. You know, he lives, eats, sleeps, and breathes bikes. And he got hurt a couple times, and you know, it's kind of scary for me. But my real reason for never doing it is too expensive, man. I'm too cheap. That's an expensive, expensive hobby. But they they yeah, it, it, it they, is. They voted me in as the pastor of Capital City Bikers Church, Dave. Okay, which is which oh, that's, is that's that's what that's that that's quite an honor. Oh yeah, well, but they voted me in, and I hadn't even I, I you know they even in the interview they said, "Can we talk you into getting a bike?" I said, "Look, I've always loved bikes." Okay. But, you know, I've had too many friends get killed on them. I don't have to love them. I don't have to own one to love and appreciate them, you know. And uh, uh, but I didn't tell them the real reason. The real reason is I just can't afford it, you know. And uh, uh, but, you know, I start I got into the culture. I got and Dave. I've never like it was like, where has this been all my life? I can't tell you how much I love it now. I mean, I don't know okay. anybody else. I, I don't know anybody else. Maybe I got- Go ahead. Maybe I got it out of my system in the, in my twenties. Yeah, I mean they're no less dangerous, you know. And, and I don't have any delusions, mm-hmm. but I mean I don't know anybody else that had their M two, which is the license I just graduated out of. I don't know anybody else with their M two has driven back and forth to Los Angeles solo on an M two. Now I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I just you know I wanted to do it. But when I got back, you know, because you can imagine the biker community I'm a part of with Bikers Church here. I mean, these guys are just blown away, and I did okay. Well, I thought that's what you do when you get a bike, but apparently that's that's supposed to be some big thing. So, but uh, I do it because I love it. It's, it's just I, I can't get enough of it. You know, I mean, I kind of I, in the winter time, it's sitting there in the garage, and I got to go down there and look at it every day because of, you know, oh, I'm going out of my mind. You know, it's really weird. Anyway, mm-hmm. 
Good talking well, to you, Dave. Make sure you charge your battery in the wintertime. Oh, see, now I made that mistake. I, I, I have a battery tender, but I left it in the garage while it was tending. And, you know, it could get down to 25, 30 below here in, in, in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And the guys here told me, no, 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 you take the battery out and you, and you keep it charged on the inside. Because I just bought a new battery, yeah. too. I, I, just bought, I had to buy a new battery about, like, uh, two weeks ago. Because, uh, I mean, it mm-hmm. lasted through the winter, but you could tell it was losing its charge. Listen, uh, how'd you find out about our show, Dave? Well, I used to listen. I used to travel to Ottawa a lot, and I used to listen to you on on, uh, on 580. Okay. And then, actually, I, I listened here as well, and then when I you just weren't on anymore, I went, what the hell is this? They had some kind of replay show or whatever. I'm going, well, maybe he's on vacation or whatever, and check back a couple of days later, and I'm going, oh, okay, so... Then I saw something in the Rebel about uh, a bunch of layoffs at CFRA, and, and I said, oh, you know, I, I, I was hoping you'd, you'd find a way to come back. And, you know, a few months passed, and I just did a web search for you. So, and then you're, and you're there you go. Up. Well, it's great to have you on board, Dave. Terrific to have you on board. Listen, yeah, uh, do you have TuneIn, yeah. do you have TuneIn.com? Oh, I probably do. It's, I just... Because, because I, I mean, and the reason I'm the reason I'm mentioning that is because I've got TuneIn, the the app for my iPhone, okay, and I've got a cheap hundred dollar mm-hmm. stereo in my little Toyota Yaris, and it's got Bluetooth, okay, and I listen to talk right. shows all around the world when I'm driving in my car, and it comes through my car stereo. It's fantastic. It's seamless. It's it's like listening to regular you know radio that we've been listening to since we were little kids, but you know the selection is phenomenal, and you you know you can do the same with late night council. You know, like uh, you get the app and it's preset, and bang, you're there. You know, or you can even listen to a podcast in your car. It's the best way to listen to to, to uh, uh, you know internet radio. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's- that's got to be scaring the, hap- the, the, the crap out of um, um, terrestrial radio stations. Oh, it is. Doesn't that, doesn't, that, um, doesn't that whack your data plan, or is it not too bad? No, no, it's not at all. I mean, I got a, I mean, I got a decent okay. data plan. I'm with, uh, I'm with TELUS, and uh, uh, it doesn't whack your data plan at all. At least it hasn't with mine, and I've been doing it for a long time. It's fantastic, man. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, look into it, I Dave. As long as you're not streaming videos. Yeah, okay. yeah. Now, okay, now, streaming video, streaming video would whack your data plan. But audio's not too bad. Audio streaming is not too bad at all. Good having you on. I guess especially being... Yep, take care. Yeah, Dave, call in again when when we we tickle your fancy and you can't go to sleep without venting a little bit. Good having you on. That's great. Dave in Grand Bend, first-time caller. Got the Hallelujah Chorus tonight and got the whole... Got the whole, as they say in the military, the whole nine yards. Now I'm I, I'm 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 told now if somebody wants to call and correct me or email me please do because I'm just throwing this out there I'm told that that line the whole nine yards came from uh, the gunners that were in their planes and you've probably seen it in movies you know the gunners that were on like the B seventeen bombers and other fighter bombers and the actual a string of bo- those great big shells that they would shoot. The, the, the length of them was nine yards, 27 feet. You would have 27 feet of bullets. So when you were shooting at the enemy, when you'd give them the whole nine yards, that means you gave them every bullet that was in that string. That was usually your full complement of ammunition. Yeah, we gave them the whole nine yards. I think that's where it comes from. If I'm wrong, please correct me. If I'm right, call in and tell me, hey, John, you're right. Way to go, man. Good job. Because you know, everybody likes compliments, you know. Even, uh, you know, hyper, uh, hyper talk show hosts. Uh, we got to pay the bills. Okay, it's the last time we got to do that. We got one segment left. You want to call in? You got to get calling now. Come on now. You want to change the world? You're running out of time to do it, okay? So uh, uh, get on the phone 
And I got to fiddle with my little controls here because, you know, I, I do it all here. You know, I host the show, I produce, I bring up the tunes, I do the commercials. I am doing the job. Listen, when I was on Corporate Blend Radio, okay, I'm doing the job of three guys here just hosting the show. And then on top of that, we got a call screener to talk to you and keep you company while you're waiting on hold. That's nice, eh? We're doing our best here. 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. 343-700-4390. That's 1-844-562-4766. Stay right where you are. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them council sent you. That'll make them smile. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Now, now listen to that tune there. Doesn't it sound like that tune belongs in the Olympics? Live from Rio de Janeiro, it's the 2016 Olympics. Featuring sports that would bore you to tears otherwise. Don't think of it as sports, folks. Think of it as novelty reality TV. Watching young people with great muscles and great physiques. Doing things that you would never try at home. And you'd probably discourage your kids from trying. Because there's no money in it. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766.
That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. You better hurry up though, because you're running out of time. We've only got how many minutes we got left? We got like oh nine and a half. Well, not even that. Maybe nine minutes to go here. Because I I got to award the prize winners at the end of the show. No, I don't. That's Friday night. Oh, I'm losing my mind here. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Mike on here. Let's get Mike on here right away. Mike, can you hear me? I can hear you, John. Mike, it's time to be transparent with the listeners. It's time to let the cat out of the bag. It's time, Mike, for this charade to end. I'm going to level with them tonight, Mike. And I didn't ask you permission, but I'm going to do it anyway because you're a good guy and we have got a special bond with our listeners here tonight. And notice, Mike, I said our listeners, not my listeners, our listeners, okay? So, Mike, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag tonight. Here it comes, okay? Folks, Mike is not just a caller. Mike's my call screener, okay? And I love his contributions to the show. He has earned the right for me to, to refer to him as a show contributor. He's not just a caller. He's not just a call screener. This guy has been with me right from the beginning, okay, of, of launching the new version of Late Night Council. He has put as, at least as much heart and soul into getting this thing up and going and, and, and on the air. And, uh, you know, I can't express my appreciation enough. But one thing I can do is stop referring to him as just another caller. He's a show contributor. He, and, you know, he'll, he won't participate in the show if he sees other callers in because he's call screening. But he's always got great stuff to say. He's always got intelligent takes. And there's never been a time when he's come on the air where I haven't let him go at the end of the call and go, wow, that guy. Is amazing. So, Mike, are you comfortable with that? Is okay? Is it okay? I didn't ask permission uh, to do that, but I think it's about time you 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 got you know the due that you deserve. Well, it's appreciated. I mean, I'm just doing what I I'm doing the same thing you are. I see stuff and I need to talk about it. That's well, about listen, it, you know, don't let me down now because you know you set the bar pretty high. And now that the cat's out of the bag, everybody knows you're the call screener. But I'm not going to – you're not the call screener. The guy's the producer. The guy's the director. I mean, he is doing so many things behind the scenes. Someday I will digress and I will tell you about all the stuff that Mike has done uh, behind the scenes to get this thing up and running. And uh, he's a real brother. And, uh, Mike, it's great to have you on. What is on your mind tonight, Mike? Because you're not always – you know, you're not always going with what I want to yak about. You you usually contribute stuff that's fresh and, uh, you know, see things from a different angle. And that's why I, I, I love it when you call in. Uh, the problem is you hardly ever disagree well, with me, you know. But anyway. <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about the Milwaukee situation and tie some more marks into this because this business about it being racial and that we just don't understand the racial tensions down there in the States, none of this has well, anything to do with Well, race. Well, no, well, no hold on, Mike. Mike, anything. Mike, Mike, I'm going to stop you there, okay? Um, <laughs> it is the Black Lives Matter Toronto group, okay, that I am accusing of not knowing what's going on down there. They're making it about race because of their shallow, ridiculous understanding. I totally agree with everything you said, okay? But to, but to see the, the Toronto chapter of the Black Lives Matter try to come up here in Canada and use that as a, a, you know, to stir up trouble and try to you know, make a mountain out of a molehill, that needs to be exposed for the, for the ignorance that it is, okay? Now, I know you, well, you, and I, you and I know that there's been racial tension down there in the States for Ever, but I do agree with you. Black Lives Matter is not about racial tension at all. And I, uh, sorry for interrupting. Continue. Well, and and it, and it, I should qualify that because it is actually about race. They are targeting anybody that isn't black enough. Yeah, and that includes cops. Yeah, cops aren't black anymore. Clarence Thomas 
uh, Justice Clarence Thomas isn't black enough anymore. They're not real, you know. Mm-hmm. Ben, um, ben, so Car- is, ben Carson. It is, it's like a, it is racism, but uh, it's not them being oppressed. This is craziness. Yeah, it's. Now, uh, I wanted to. So ben, ben, Car- ben Carson. Uh, Mike, Mike, Ben Carson is another example as well. You know, he's not black enough. No, exactly. Um, so I got two Marx quotes for you, just to give you an idea of where this is all. Like, because these people that are rioting, they're just used. They're they're basically useful idiots. They're they're being used and manipulated, and they don't realize it, and that's too bad. But this this is the fact. So Marx wrote, "We have no compassion, and we ask no compassion from you. When our turn comes, we shall not make excuses for the terror. The workers must try uh, must try as much as ever possible." to counteract all bourgeois attempts at appeasement and compel the Democrats to carry out their present terrorist phrases. They must act in such a manner that the revolutionary excitement does not collapse immediately after the victory. On the contrary, they must maintain it as long as possible, far from opposing so-called excesses, such as sacrificing to popular revenge of hated individuals or public buildings to which hateful memories are attached, such deeds must not only be tolerated, but their direction must be taken in hand for example's sake. Now, you're quoting Karl Marx there? That's Karl Marx. He used... Don't even ever tell me again about how he cares about the poor. It's a crock. So you now use... I want to read to you. Here's a... Hold on, hold on, Mike. He used yep. the term Democrat in that rant there? Well, I mean, he, this is in the 1850s. He's not referring to the American Democrats. He's just but he talking did, about he did use Democrats the, he, he, in terms of populists. He, he did use the word Democrats. Yeah. Wow. Populists. That's what dem- democracy is. Mob yeah, rule, yeah. right? He's okay. encouraging mob. Continue. So here's a, quote from, here's a quote from one of our very well-spoken rioters in Milwaukee. And I'm going to do my best to censor it. Hopefully I don't let any slip out there. We do not want justice or peace anymore. We done with that S. We want blood. We want blood. We want the same S y'all want. Eye for an eye. No more peace. F all that. Ain't no more peace. Ain't no more peace. We done. We cannot cohabitate with white people. One of us have to go, black or white. All y'all have to go. How Martin Luther King of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, so well-educated, so eloquent in his speech and his dialect. That's what you're dealing with. But Mike and he doesn't give a crap about the person who was killed. He doesn't give a crap about justice. He doesn't give a crap. He, he, this is this is Marx. He's telling you right there. This is Marx. Yeah, yeah. He's been fed this, and they fanned the the media has fanned these flames. They lied about what happened in Ferguson and whipped that up. They lied about what happened in Baltimore. That was whipped up. Here they are lying about this. They lied about the Trayvon Martin thing, which wasn't a cop, but they tried to tie it all into this. They've been pushing this narrative for, for quite a while now. Um, well, and, and uh, Mike, somebody who, go ahead. Sorry. Well, just to contrast this, because uh, what the sheriff of uh, Milwaukee is a guy by the name of David Clark. Now, this guy is a black guy. He is unbelievable. This guy is somebody to truly look up to and uh, very well spoken. And uh, he was saying that between... Friday and Saturday night, he goes, four people were murdered in nine separate shootings. And he says, these same creeps (laughs) weren't, we didn't hear a peep from them 
But all of a sudden, a law, a law enforcement officer, fearing for his life reasonably, is confronted by an armed individual. And these people who exploit this, these cop haters, want to come out and riot. He says it's just a situation of opportunity for people to steal loot and rabble-rouse. And I completely agree with him. Well, it goes back to what I started the show off when I started talking about this. Okay? You know, you hear all this talk about you know, anti-bullying campaigns. Hey, if you belong to the politically correct, uh, correct uh, group, you can bully anybody you want. Because these people are allowed to bully and do whatever they want. And nobody's holding them accountable. Especially media. Especially the left. You know? Well, and, and here, I mean, there's some things about Milwaukee. Like, I believe Milwaukee, I forget where I read it, but I believe Milwaukee's been Democrat-controlled since about 1929. It's like Detroit. So you wonder why you've got certain issues. Um, the, the, the schools in, there's all kinds of articles you can find online about the schools. Thomas Sowell did a great piece on Conservative Review about, about the failing school system and how they've got these charter schools, which they're not allowed into. And that's Democrats blocking it. All yeah, the bad yeah. Unions, unions stuff. Well, Mike, as long as they don't, Mike, as long as they don't touch the Harley Davidson uh, headquarters or the big uh, Harley Davidson factories in Milwaukee. My bad attempt at a joke. Great call as usual, Mike. We're back at it tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in. It's Ask the Pastor tomorrow night. So, like, that means a way, 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 way more important show. Have a decent night. Good night.